The following is a Galactic Network podcast. For more, go to GNCast.com. That's G-N-C-A-S-T-S dot com. The Podcast of Terror is a great podcast. It's covering movies that are not for children, and thus this podcast is not for children. The hosts are two adults who will use bad words from time to time. They'll also spoil movies if that's not your thing. So if you don't like spoilers and you don't want to hear some dirty language or some dirty references to dirty parts of your body, then please, please, please wash your body parts better and do not listen to this show. If you can handle it, and I hope you can because there's a great podcast coming up, then please proceed with Podcast of Terror. Corey, I couldn't help but notice that you're wearing a shirt. I try to whenever possible. Uh, there were laws passed. What are the odds that you wear a shirt every day of your life? Almost forty percent. At a boy. Well, let me let me tell you about a little uh, sales bonanza we got going here. We got some friends. These uh, these friends got some codes. Go visit our friends uh, at the Hate. That's the. If you can't spell the, go back to school. Hate H V I I I dot com. Use the code HPG fifteen get fifteen percent off your order. And if your tits still require more fabric. Go to status. I need to double up. You got to double, double. You never have too much tit fabric. Go to statusforyourmerch.com, use the code TERROR, and, uh, and get you some sweet discounts there. Episode 93 of the Podcast of Terror, production of the Galactic Network. I'm your host, Matt Stein. With me, as always, is... Corey, I'm not even going to say your last name. You're the artist formerly known as Corey Scott. Yeah, I'm the I'm the thing that took the form of Corey Scott. Uh, I think that's what it says in my bio I on the so. Galactic New- Network. Uh, we saw each other last week, Matt. We did. This time last week, we were well. You're you're actually in the past, but yeah, we we touched touched butts last week. That's. Really? You're supposed to use your butt? I touched, I I touched your butt. I don't know if you touched my butt, but <laughs> we touched butts. There's a very cute picture, and it's only cute because of us and, and our mutual adoration. Uh, otherwise, I look fat, which is fair because I'm fat. Uh, you're you're just lovable. I'm you're a rotund so, noodle. It's so okay. Much, you're so much love. Yeah, But now you're not here, and it, it hurts me God. a little bit. Yeah, I also, I really appreciate the fact that you're not here because uh, you were in the midst of two shootings in San Francisco this week. I was, I was. I was real close to both of them. It was real cool. Uh, The weather was nice. The homeless were not. Um, But this is the week where we let you keep the air conditioning on because as you stated, it is 90 degrees in your room. So this this it is 90 degrees after a couple hours of the air conditioner doing the best that it can yeah this might be a quick episode so Corey doesn't spontaneously burst into flames i mean i'm all fat so i'll just sit here and (laughs) just oh you taste so good though Mm, it's true bacon tasted in my own juices bacon fry i'm ajouing myself right now there you go there you go you get a little turkey baster in there well it's um 71 degrees where i'm at I don't know this room. The fan. I got the fan on in the room, thanks to my wife, because I don't know how to turn it on. True story. <laughs> I don't know how to turn the fans on or off in this house. Summer light switches. Oh, I thought you met your some, wife. Oh, I don't know how to turn her on either. I wish she was a light switch. Just be like, come on, let's do it. <laughs> Just in there flicking. That's that's a good start, actually. Just flicking areas. <laughs> All right. Um. For more on this podcast, including show notes, content information, subscription links, go to gncast.com slash pot. You can chat with us on our Slack channel during our shows at uh, gncast.com slash sign up. And while you're there, you can subscribe to our our newsletter. I saw Snoop Dogg last week, and now everything has got I's and Z's in it. True story about Snoop Dogg. False story about I's and Z's. I just fucked that word up. Uh, I was going to say, in response to that, Corey Feldman was apparently performing in Petaluma uh, just the other night. Fuck. Was I still there? Yeah. Damn it. Uh, I don't think you were. I think it was on Friday. I think think you'd already gone home. Yeah. I think Metallica was there on Friday, too, which I wish I would have stayed. The marquee marquee for the the theater said Corey Feldman, and then uh, I think the next night was the Suicide Girls. Oh. Which I assume is just what you call Corey Feldman's angels when the, he's the done day after. Him, but, uh, yeah. Do you not know what the Suicide Girls are? 
No, I know what the suit oh, okay. is. Okay. I was like, come on, get your shit together. I've, Mr. Black the, Painted. The crowd Mother. I run with are, are big fans of the Suicide Girls. And and as well, they should be. Yeah. You know, they're, they're... They've, they've changed the face of masturbation. <laughs> that, that, yeah, I was I was trying to find a nice way of saying uh, that that what they do is it, it's an alternative to what many people have looked at as as Playboy and stuff for years is mm-hmm. that they they take in control of themselves and they they present uh, different forms and and different looks and I think that's great. <sighs> yeah, and, and I think all, the majority of them are incredibly attractive. But I, I like tattooed women, so I, I think I think people are attractive. God, you're so fucking nice about everything. <laughs> but yeah, they, they usually are quite pretty. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, you have to be to be featured nude on the internet, maybe. No, you don't. No, not at all. And that's the beauty of it. I love the internet, man. That's true. I mean, I'm not going to do it, but if, if you <laughs> feel like it, then fucking more power to you. Get butt naked. I support you. I mean, not with money, because I'm broke. That's true. That is true. We had that conversation I last would. week, and I felt kind of bad. What? Just rubbing oh, in your because... face how little how little I paid for how much I got. Which is actually an obscene amount of money. But for what I got, it's not that bad. For your house? Yeah. Man, yeah, my problems are not anybody else's problems. And and that's no, that's the thing. Is I never feel bad that someone else is succeeding when I'm struggling because I had you live a lot in... of success and good luck in my life. You live and, in upstate California. You live in upstate California. I'm, I'm in a... I live in rural Wisconsin. Yeah. That right there yeah. says a lot about what things cost. I was gonna buy an egg McMuffin from McDonald's, five dollars. I can get yes an entire meal from McDonald's for five dollars here. Yeah, the the it's it's strange to me. It it I was I was noticing this uh, a week or so ago when Aaron sent me on one of the last runs of McDonald's is. A sausage McMuffin is less than two bucks, I think. Sausage McMuffin without or, or egg is a is a dollar ninety nine there. It's the it's on the dollar right. menu here. And and then, but if you add egg to it, it's it's four. It's five dollars. <laughs> like, like what is that egg made out of? Is fucking Veruca salt chasing around it in the factory? Because there's something completely screwed up about that. Like I have enough uh, yeah. of a problem that cheese is twenty cents to add on to a fucking burger, but and and has been the same price I think for the last forty years. But the fucking egg is a two and a half dollar upcharge. Well, Just another crazy. thing that I noticed is uh, I went to Burger King for breakfast one day and they charged me fifty cents for a bag to take my food in because I didn't bring my own. Wow. Yep. I yeah, they, they're charging they're charging ten cents for bags at grocery stores out here now. Uh, and for a while, they weren't supplying plastic bags at all. If you, if you got anything, it was paper. Mm-hmm. And they, they seem to work something out with that. And, and it, environmentally, I, I get it. I understand it. Uh, and the reusable bags, if you can fucking remember to do it, because I never goddamn will do. We've got enough reusable bags that we should be fine. Mm-hmm. But it's putting them back in my fucking trunk every week. I, I, I understand and I appreciate it because fucking steps need to be taken. But goddamn it, sometimes it's a little ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. I, and, and in a fast food place, it's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I had like I didn't know that that was a thing in California. So I whatever I expensing it. I'm not paying for it. I don't ultimately give a fuck. But still, that's, that's okay because people come here from Oregon and they're always surprised they have to pay sales tax. Well, I'm from Oregon. Yeah, but you know where but you you're in right California now? now. You fuck. <laughs> you're in California. Yeah, yeah, it's expensive out there. It is it is pricey, and, and but people love the weather sometimes. Not this week. <laughs> it was, I don't. I, I never do. It was super windy when I was there, but that's being on the water, you know. Yeah, I did go back to the wharf on Monday with my boss when he got into town, and uh, <clears throat> much nicer, a lot less people, except for an in and out. In and out had about nine million people there. Like, <clears throat> It, well, it wasn't beta breakers this week, but there was something going on down at the Bay Area that they they had a race or something going on that they even had to stop part of it because the winds were so bad they couldn't do oh, the, really? the kayaking challenge or whatever. But it was it was a good hot mess. Yeah, and and uh, I was in town when the Warriors won, which was kind of cool, but also horrendous because I hate everybody. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's right. Hey, oh, listen, it's it's 10 o'clock <sighs> at night and I'm trying to get some fucking sleep because I'm still in Wisconsin. Uh, you should make as much noise as fucking possible. And then uh, a day and a half from now, please have a parade while I'm trying to get around fucking town. That well, I don't luckily, the, luckily, the parade was in uh, Oakland. Yes. So true. it was not <laughs> my problem. Which is good. Oakland needs whatever it can get at this point. Fucking Oakland. <laughs> Yeah, we Oakland. we were gonna go. We were gonna get tickets to the game because they were only six hundred dollars. Like, well, I don't have, I don't need, I don't have six hundred dollars for obstructed seating, like in the the back forty of the arena. Well, you were there for work, so you could expense it. Unfortunately, I don't feel like I could. Well, I have six hundred dollars for a meal. It's expensive out there. It's, it's but it's so <laughs> close. But your receipt so says close. Oracle Arena. Uh, yeah, we ate dinner there. All right. Um, let's move along, I guess. Uh, so we should just really quick say, if you're a long-time listener to the show, uh, we got to hang out with our friend Travis oh, last yeah. week. Yeah, yeah. His buddy Brandon. Uh, Travis Good. from the way, way back when we did one of our... He might have been our first guest. Well, uh, t- uh, technically, yes. The first if episode had Grant, first episode but that you, I was on. yeah, yeah. So he was, yeah, he was our first guy. Episode nine, where we talked about Nightmare on Elm Street and Hellraiser. And he he did it all on his phone on the floor in an apartment he was staying at in Florida. <laughs> yeah, he was not happy. We we reminisced about his True. time in Florida while we were together. But, yeah, good old Travis. It's all like all right. So if if you uh if you listen to last week's episode you should know the movie we're reviewing this week is Wormwood Wormwood Road of the Dead Hey uh, before we get into the news though you drinking Lipton iced tea over there help you keep cool I I'm drinking anything that has ice in it right now but yeah it's it's Lipton iced tea Lipton and iced tea. thank the lord Sweet I have uh I don't even know who makes this It's American Sour Red I got a bottle there cuz I got a camera back uh, my buddy who's in Kansas brought me this one. It's pretty fucking good. Where the hell is it from, though? It, the, the tagline is, taste our freedom. So you know they're American That's as weird, fuck. because the bottle looks very communist. Yeah, yeah. with the, the red. It's like, <laughs> A lot of red. It really there's does. Needle. It looks like some sort of... <laughs> some sort of poster that would be like... For uh, communism. Yeah. And then... In. Uh, round two beer is a uh, Sierra Nevada beer camp try hopped Berliner style vice with uh, St. Arnold Brewing Company. If you don't know what the beer I love camp- that you're you're prepped for, you know, it's not going to be a one beer show. I stopped bringing one beer to these things. And then I also have a giant cup of water so that I don't get too out of control. Nice uh, little shampoo bath. Um, all right. So let's do let's cover some news here, I guess. I guess. Uh, Friday the 13th is all sorts of in the news lately. Uh, this time they're talking about their uh, copyright case that is happening. Uh, interesting that there's a copyright case given the fact that our friends over at Gun Media recently put out a video game about Friday the 13th. But uh, this focuses more on the movies. Uh, the movie that was supposed to come out in September, right? I believe. Yeah, the thing that got pushed off and maybe this is part of why. So um, what basically happened is the person who created the Friday the 13th film, the first one, uh, there seems to be a dispute as to if he has the ability to retain ownership of the concepts that were presented in that first film, which would include the Friday the 13th name Mm -hmm. and the characters that are introduced. Now, there is a big change that happens between Friday the 13th Part 1 and Part 2, Whereas in Friday the 13th Part 2, we get introduced to Jason as the actual antagonist. Uh, he is an adult. And by the time we get to Part 3 is when we get the the mask and the iconic Jason. Are you sure he's not the protagonist, sense. though? No, I root oh, for so Jason to saying, kill everyone. Yes, but I'm at that point in time, I don't, think we were, no. I don't think we were there yet. I think we were still under the belief that the campers were the good guys. Uh, uh, and, yeah. and, and we were supposed to be in shock that they were all being murdered by this uh, kid and his mom. That is, that is certainly not the case as it went on. Mm-hmm. Uh, did, did you root for Chucky in the first Child's Play, or did you start to root for Chucky as he became more of the entertainment and the tie between all the films no, that's... as they went forward? 
I'll give you that. I mean, even like with the first Nightmare on Elm Street, the, you never rooted for uh, uh, Freddy until later movies where he became more of like um, more of like a, 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 a joke. I don't want to say a joke, but yeah, it, was, he, it was comedic value. Yeah, he was a gesture. The best lines were from Freddy. The The best scenes were the ones that Freddy was in. Mm-hmm. And you just kind of like went through the rest of the stuff was the rigmarole until you get Freddy back up on the screen. That's sort of what these horror franchises become is shut up. Dance, monkey. Are you showing me boobs? If you're not showing me boobs, then shut up and get stabbed already. Uh, that's mm-hmm. shut I, up I and get stabbed already should be the name of our podcast. <laughs> get stabbed. Uh, so, yeah, so the the people who own the the rights to Friday the 13th may be able to still make movies called Friday the 13th outside of the U.S. because uh, U.S. copy law is fucked and has been fucked for a long time. Stupid. It's very stupid. Uh, but they would they would get the exclusive rights to the iconic Jason and the first person would own. It's kind of like what happened with uh, Night of the Living Dead whereas uh, John Russo who co-wrote the film with George Romero John Russo owns the rights to The Living Dead, and Romero owns the rights to Of the Dead. So Russo gets rights that he gets from Return of the Living Dead film series and other things, and George Romero can do Day of the Dead, Land of the Dead, uh, but he can't do a Night of the Living Dead without getting some sort of crossover thing with uh, Russo again. They They kind of split the ownership um post the first film weird yeah and it's it's always especially when you see franchises that have gone on and they're sold from one company to another company to another company and and in the times when people didn't necessarily keep great records uh there certainly wasn't the official uh like electronic records kept Mm-hmm. Uh, back in the 70s and 80s, so it's tougher to have the stuff to come up and prove it again. Uh, it's. I understand why this is happening. It just sort of sucks that this is happening because it does make it each time more difficult for a company to, like, here's your next Friday the 13th movie uh, if they have to go through all these steps to do it. DC went through this with some Superman stuff a couple years ago, which was good because it actually gave more of a payout to the families of uh, Siegel and Schuster. Uh, I think Marvel went through it with Kirby's estate and now Kirby's getting recognized in the credits for, for the Marvel films. So I, I like it from that perspective of the originators getting some of their rights and recognition back, mm-hmm. but it's still kind of, it's confusing. You know, we know that we talked to JF on uh, a couple episodes ago about his book getting optioned. And, and he says, yeah, if something like if a show or something happens, I really have nothing to do with it now. <laughs> that That's what the whole point is of the rights of the book is we, we sold the option to, for them to do it and it's up to them and I don't get to be a part of it unless they want me to be. Well, that was uh, like uh, when we talked to Andy Weir when I was still on uh, Sci-Fi Geek Club um, with his book, The Martian, he basically said, well, I wish I would have optioned it for a percentage of the movie earnings instead of a flat fee because he would have made a whole lot more money that way right yeah exactly but but he also he his new book was pre-optioned before i think it even came yeah, out yeah and and you, you build up that that cachet with the with your uh with I'm, your worth i'm pretty sure a studio has optioned his farts <laughs> that's right boop booms uh I'll be here all day. We like that one. It, it it was it was quiet, but it had a good stank <laughs> on it. Got stained by. Uh, I, I I see a three picture film series. Make a trilogy out of that fart. It was a nice meaty burrap. Demon. Oh. Uh, so yeah, so Friday Thirteenth copyright may affect your ability to see more Friday Thirteenth. Be glad we got things like the game already. Mm-hmm. That's very true. Uh, the next news story, we have the Russo brothers are developing a Little Nightmares TV series with uh, Henry Selleck. I, I've i seen the trailer for Little Nightmares. I think I have a couple of friends who played it, but it looked a little too weird and out there for me. So I don't know the concept. I don't know how it would be a TV show, 
but uh, it looks it looks like a horror film starring the Morton Salt Girl because it's a little teeny girl <laughs> in a yellow raincoat uh, running around with with uh, creatures and things kind of falling around. But it seems perfectly on step with uh, Henry Selleck, who did uh, he directed Coraline, which was a Neil Gaiman book and uh, The Nightmare Before Christmas. So it's got that stop motiony kind of feel, although it's it's animated in the game. Uh, I can see how this would be very good. I watched the trailer for the game, which looks beautiful. And and what did you compare it to? You said it kind of reminded you of Limbo. Yeah, the game Limbo, which is another game I haven't played. So if I'm wrong, don't blame me. Yeah, not necessarily for the the play, but for the visual. The yeah, exactly. And, and and even things if you go back to to Odd World and some other stuff, there's just an aesthetic that works, that kind of goes in tune with that. But it, it's beautiful to watch. I don't know enough of the story to say what it would take to make it a TV series. But then it could be something as as simple as what the old Aeon Flux stuff was on <sighs> Liquid Television on MTV yep. back in the days, which was there was no talking. You just had a couple of minutes each episode. And it progresses story along, but you were, I mean, I was riveted when Ian Flux was on. I never realized that there was no talking in that show. Yeah, it wasn't until they did a Ian Flux series on its own later that they started introducing the characters to speak and stuff. Oh. But in the original shorts that were part of Liquid Television, which I think there were two seasons of, the first season and the second season were different stories. Mm -hmm. Nobody spoke. Uh, you'd hear gasps, and I think she did some onomatopoeia stuff where she would make a noise that something else is supposed to make. Um, but other than that, it was yeah, it was all silent, huh. it, which went to the assassin type aspect of it or the the uh, the intrigue and the roguish kind of things that they were doing with it. This looks it, it's just so pretty to look at that. I want to know more about it. And because the Russo brothers have directed one of my favorite movies in the last couple of years with the, uh, the Captain America Winter Soldier. Uh, and they were they worked on Community on NBC before that. They have done a bunch of different stuff going forward, mostly stuff with Marvel so far. They're working on the new uh, Avengers movies. I'd really like to see what they could do. Yeah, uh, I'm sure I'll see it at some point, more than likely long after it comes out. But yeah, it'd be interesting. Um, yeah, it also depends on where it lands. If it's another one of those things true. that it's like, here's a new streaming service and here's the exclusive content we have. Uh, uh, God damn it, there's too many fucking streaming services. They all got <laughs> shit, and I'm not paying another three nine nine a month for your crap. Well, I mean, at some point, I might. Old man no Corey. Yeah, just, I I can't chase the fucking dragon around too much. I I would like to be able to get a Shutter subscription for my wife, and at some point, maybe we'll be able to do that. But it's just. There's too many goddamn things to to watch, and I'm not even watching the stuff that's on my DVR now. But we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah, I know. My DVR is piling up too. It is what it is. Um, uh, moving on in more news of things that you didn't know you needed that you don't need and you never wanted. Sharknado <laughs> Five, global swarming. Didn't know they made a four. Think I th I think I know that they made a three. I, I knew up to three. I think I was aware of a four existing, but I don't. I don't think I watched it. I, I've I've only had a passing viewing of of the Sharknados, and I think really three is the only one that I watched all the way through. That was because we'd hit that that moment of total Sharknado impact. Mm -hmm. uh, the the tagline for this one is "Make America Bait Again." No, oh, I never stopped baiting, <laughs> masturbating. <laughs> in case you weren't sure. Especially to Ian Zierling. Uh -huh. uh, not so much Tara Reid. Uh, I, I, I appreciate the fact that these things are the tongue-in-cheek movies that they, they happen to be. Uh, there, there's the, the Piranha movies, which I think are, are on par with this. They, they just got more and more stupid as they went along as well. This started stupid and continued to be stupid, but it also <laughs> just, has a... This was never good. The the list of guest stars. Uh, Tony Hawk is going to be in this one. <sighs> Clay Aiken is is going to be in this as a technology genius. I, I just want to I just want to choke that one down for a second. Clay Aiken is a anything genius. Uh, Olivia Newton John, which is why I had to put this story in. 
Mm. Because Olivia Newton-John did what is, I think, our highest rated horror movie on the show, Xanadu. See, uh, she's <laughs> going to be on here with... Xanadu, <laughs> the only movie to ever get over fives. That's how fucking awesome yes. and terrifying that movie was. Uh, Brett Michaels, Margaret Show, Charo, because why oh. wouldn't you have Charo? Uh, Gilbert Gottfried, who is obviously friend of a friend for for us because of our karate tortoise. Karate tortoise. I do love karate tortoise. Dang. Still waiting uh, on my pickles, Al guys. Roker. Sorry. Yep. And 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 I think the biggest deal on this is it's going to guest star Fabio as the Pope. As the boat? Uh, no, as the Pope. Oh, they said the boat. I'm like, I don't know how, but I'm interested. It's just a tugboat running around with with long, long Fabio hair. I can't believe it's not butter. Uh, it's, I think this is going to be wow. terrible and awesome at the same time. And and what better sign of there to do that than Chris Kattan is going to be in it? You guys want some cookies? <laughs> <laughs> I had to. I had to. I don't know if I ever even watched Corky Romano, but I cannot get that scene out of my head that was the thing in the commercials that i'm like shit this well, looks terrible i would watch it because of that that's the thing though it was in all the commercials so you had to see it yeah it, i think uh, i saw it god damn it i don't know why but i think i did i may have it, it it's all in a blend where they all had movies that were just pure shit like hot roberts and <sighs> what was the pimp one no no it was uh deuce bigelow deuce bigelow American Gigolo. And then there was European Gigolo. Oh, God. That the was... European one was pretty funny. Really? Well, there I was the... the American one was funnier than the European one. <sighs> See, I like the, the European one better because of the use of, like, the Chili Rainbow and the Cambodian Breakfast and all of their Urban Dictionary-style sex terms. Mm. Okay. I like the first one because that's a huge bitch. Oh, uh, that is a good, that's a good yeah, part. It is really, it's 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 up there with the you can do it guy. <laughs> you can do it. That's true. All right, enough for Sharknado Five. It's already gotten too much of our attention. Hmm. It's not even Shark Week. Yeah, Kevin Smith's doing something. Yeah, speaking of huge bitches, uh, Kevin Smith. <laughs> Suck it, Kevin Kill Smith. I'm like a huge Kevin Smith fan. So am I. I, I like a lot of his work. I haven't seen any of his horse stuff. And I I got shit from my kid about this because I haven't seen Tusk or Red State. And he's like, but those are like the movies that he worked the hardest to get out there. He yeah. put forth so much effort to get those movies made because nobody else would make it. Those are like, that's his seminal work. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't know if I'm ready to see Kevin Smith. Like anytime I've seen Kevin Smith veer out of the Jay and Silent Bob stuff, it's been tough. You know, I, re- it, I recall Red Jersey State. Girl. I recall Red State being like me. Yeah, I. I don't know if I'm prepared, and plus the I think the story for Red State kind of what I understand it to be about, which is again I have not seen it, mm-hmm. uh, just doesn't necessarily sound appealing to me. Uh, Tusk and um, the Canadian girls, the twins. What was that? With the Bratzies. Geely? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, that's exactly it. The one starring his daughter and Johnny Depp's daughter. Oh, fuck. Uh, uh, yoga Hosers. Is that what it is? I think that's what it was. Um, there, there's something about them that looks like I could, I could find humor in it, at least. Red State just was so oh, yeah. serious and sounded so dark. I just wasn't sure if I was, I was up for that. But I, I'll check them out. It might, like everything else, I think the biggest complaints I hear about those two movies is the inclusion of Johnny Depp, uh, who seems to have burned out the love that Hollywood briefly had for him when he first showed up as not Captain if Jack not Spiro. if you're into uh, yeah I was just gonna say not if you're into um, Pirates of the Caribbean movies people still apparently like him. I don't know that America does. I, I, think I said it's people, like Tom Cruise, not America. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> not sure who they are. Somebody somewhere else. Yeah, so Kevin, uh, so Kevin Smith shooting Kevin Kilroy was here. I don't know what that is. It's an anthology. So he was originally going to be doing an anthology that was going to be akin to um, Tales from the Crypt 
or Creep Show, I think is what he actually coded it as, so. or, or Creep Show 2. But it was going to be about Krampus. And then hmm. the other Krampus movie came out, and he's like, well, shit. That Krampus you know, his style. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, so he decided to to step back, and and I think the Krampus thing was just supposed to be the window dressing to it. But he's decided that instead he's going to use Kilroy, uh, who's like a golem, the boogeyman, and the Grim Reaper combined. Now Kilroy is here is an old school thing that was from I want to say World War One or World War Two that they used to paint in places. And it's a, a head and some hands that are kind of peering over a wall. And the Kilroy was here was kind of like a marking that the military had been through that spot. It's been used famously as the uh, the album that Sticks put out mm-hmm. that was for, with Mr. Roboto, mm-hmm. uh, which was about Kilroy. It's been in a lot of different things. We were actually drawing it on the walls a couple weeks ago at work. And I went down this rabbit hole of, of Kilroy and Sticks. Uh, who have a new album that just came out, and it's actually pretty good. Uh, anyway, the yeah, so Kevin's like, I had this idea for an anthology. I can't use the creature I wanted to use, so I sidestepped that to another thing that nobody is using at the moment. So as long as someone else comes out with some Kilroy shit in the next year before he gets his stuff made, uh, he might be able to get this thing done. Maybe you should stop talking about these ideas and just fucking make your movie, Kevin. That's true. Nut up or shut up, bitch. Says, says a guy who's not writing anything right now and can go fuck himself. That's a harsh for you to say that about That's, me. <laughs> that is my reality. Hey, I'm not writing anything either. We could just uh, go fuck you each other. Album in the last year? Oh, yeah, I guess. Music writing. I thought we were talking about paper writing. I'm not right, Joe Good. <laughs> uh, I would like to see an anthology style horror thing. I enjoy those. Yeah, as long as uh, if it's good, just don't don't suck. That's all I ask. Even if you suck a little bit, you know, you can have them not all be the best. Just don't forget the balls. We watched the Tales from the Dark Side uh, anthology movie <sighs> recently that I remember seeing mm-hmm. when it came out in the theaters as a teenager, and it's it's not fantastic, but there's there's elements there that are okay. I like the what is it the Cat's Eye one from Stephen King that he did with with Drew Barrymore and. Who else was in that? It wasn't Peter Weller, but it was just a lot of a lot of good people. It was fun. It, I think it's enjoyable because it's easier to digest the short stories than try to get into something for two hours and just see the the bullshit of it just way out. It's like this wasn't good to start, but now I've got an hour of fucking half of it. Yes. Uh, whereas opposed, like if it's an anthology, oh, I've got twenty minutes of this part, and I, I don't really give a fuck. You really just explained my sex life. Yeah. That's true. It's like I, I I'm willing to let you stick it in, but but not don't be fishing hours. around in there for for two hours. I ain't got time for that shit. You know, no just, one has time for that shit. Ah, it's funny. Just play with my tits a little bit. Tell me you love me, and then Jesus. and then give me a wet rag so I can clean up. Huh. You want to talk about the the movie Wormwood? Yeah, as opposed to love. Because that's what I was talking about. I want to know what love is. So, Wormwood is a movie um, that is actually the movie that came before a TV show that we talked about not that long ago. That's coming out. Yeah, I've actually I put the link for the TV show. Fuck yeah, you did. Preview in the show notes, so you guys can click on that again if you don't remember the story that we talked about about two months ago. I think uh, Wormwood, Road of the Dead is an Australian film. And can we just say that every time we've had something from Australia or New Zealand, because I fucking can't tell the difference, uh, they just seem to get it. They just seem to know what the fuck they're doing Kinda. when it comes to making horror movies. I mean, I really like the fact that it was it was a typical zombie movie, but it had new twists. It definitely had new twists. And it, even if you were just making the elevator pitch of, what is this movie? Oh, it's Mad Max with zombies. Um, yeah, yeah, really was. But I like the fact that the zombies breathe like it's 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 airborne instead of bite driven. It it's a bit of both. Uh, it's certainly a a blood to blood contact, and it it gets worse. Um, 
if you actually make the two mix or mm-hmm. there's the budding situation too but the the premise of some people don't get infected because of their blood type and the whole thing starts up because of a um a meteor shower which was very straight out of night of the comet oh uh, which is an old maniac school. mansion no no the That's night of the I comet was of. an 80s movie that basically it was very similar it was these people there was they were watching for Halley's comet so it must have happened in 1984 and when it happened the next day people in society a lot of them disappeared a lot of them wound up getting infected and slowly transforming into zombie demonic type characters and uh, it was just following around this this small couple of survivors uh two sisters and a guy that they find, and that guy was Chicote from Star Trek, the uh, deep, not Deep Space Nine, Voyager, which was bullshit. Huh. So they they give us that, but then there's this whole other thing with the lead character's sister Brooke, and Brooke was for me the more enjoyable part of the script because even from the beginning we we see the stuff with that's going on with Barry Barry's with his family they find someone that's infected in their home they try to get away they fight their way out um and as they're driving they realize that his daughter and his wife are both infected and slowly building up to becoming zombies and he has to kill them essentially and, and is suicidal, which is, again, very much like the Mad Max movie, the original one mm-hmm. uh, of losing his family and stuff. But all of that part is, is one part of it. Brooke, who, when people start getting infected at the photo shoot that she's doing, where she, I guess, does like makeup effects and stuff. She instantly starts fighting things. She has no warning at all. She calls Barry to let Barry know that something's going on. They need to get out of there. But she just like takes it in fucking stride. And beats ass in this enclosed space that she's in. She she climbs up. She uses a chain and a hook to trap the zombie to keep from getting her. She kills the other zombie herself. She protects herself from the, the ones outside. But then she gets kidnapped by what is essentially the government. And gets experimented on. And they bring out in her. Kind of make her a mix of a an undead and a living person. Uh, and she gets to control the zombies, which I don't think I've ever seen in one of these before. And that was a that was. A I thought that cool was thing. really weird, but I liked it. Made my nipples. Yeah, hard. I liked it too. <laughs> it doesn't hurt that she was nice to look at, but oh, she was pretty. She, she was, but she was cool, and she was. I, Barry gets to a point where he becomes a more kick-ass character, but Brooke from from beginning to end is a kick-ass character. Yeah. And as I understand it, both of these actors are coming back for the TV series. And then when we watch the preview for the TV series, I don't think that's Brooke in the preview. Uh, it, at least it doesn't look the same as her. Mm-hmm. But it looks like a similar situation where she's trapped and she's got a scientist that's trying to experiment on, our, experiment on her, mixing her with the, the zombies so they're all in the same room. And she fights her way out in much the way that Brooke did in that, that first scene we see her in in this movie. Uh, I also really liked the, uh, the guy from the Outback, Benny, the Outback Steakhouse. I, I assume he's yes, that's oh. exactly right. Cause it is Australian. Yep. And, uh, yep. I assume they all shitty, shitty microwave food. served <laughs> at you at a premium. I assume they all you only go Outbacks. to because they got what is the equivalent of the awesome blossom. Uh, yeah, it's, hmm. Oh, I thought I you wanted know, to talk about Awesome Blossoms. I, I, I kind of would. I'm on board. But but the Awesome Blossom doesn't exist anymore. The, the Outback has the Blue and Onion, which is a completely different sauce and doesn't, really not as good. I didn't know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's terrible that I do. Eh, nothing wrong with that. So tell me what you thought of the movie. Like, where did your head go with this? It's pretty good. I did, I did like it. I thought it was a bit long. I drifted off at the end, but I liked the concept and it got me uh, not rock hard for the the TV show. 
really did. It, it, so the it's not it the idea like that blew my balls off, but I thought it was a good movie. Like it's really nothing that new. They just took varying concepts from a number of existing movies and kind of just all made a, an orgy of zombie concepts. Yeah, we watched uh, Deathgasm a while back, mm-hmm. and Deathgasm didn't bring a lot of new stuff to it, but was executed so well and was so much fun. Uh, the way it was presented is is what did it for me. Yeah, you know what I mean. Exactly. Yeah. And 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 scenes like the the guy doing the experiments on Brooke, putting on music and dancing, and just he's such an obvious sadist. Oh, it was fucking hilarious to me. Back. Yeah, I mean it was. It was over the top and silly, but this is a kind of movie where you're allowed to be over the top and silly, and I think it, it utilized mm-hmm. that correctly. Uh, and you, when you know that he's eventually going to get his comeuppance for it, you're you're okay with that. You're expecting it, but you're you're looking forward to it as well, and and you get a yeah. payoff. Uh, everything in this has a payoff. The one thing that for me kind of just went really. Uh, was the fight scene between Barry and the captain, uh, whoever the guy was that is like the lead of the the military guys after they after Benny gets shot and Brooke gets shot. And, yeah, that's... and all of all of the military guys are all done. He's like, well, I'm already gonna die, so I may as well just kick your ass and uncuffs him and and so they can just have a fight scene in the middle of the woods. That was just kind of. This is where I got. This is where I like kind of got sick of it. It didn't yeah. need to happen though. It didn't like advance the story or anything. So. No, it, and when the guy took off his mask and you see him for the first time, uh, is played by Luke McKenzie. It felt like, oh, I should recognize who this is. It would be like if he took off his mask and it was Jason Statham under there. It's like, mm. oh shit! I get a Jason Statham fight out of this. Fuck yes, that would be <laughs> one thing. But I had no idea who this guy was, so if that was what was supposed to make me excited for this scene, it didn't. And the fight scene was just kind of basic. It wasn't it wasn't at a level of, of the fight scene and they live, which is what I always kind of look for is give me something that's gonna make me feel like the first time I saw that. See that's that's your problem, is you're setting the bar too high. I don't think anything can touch what what we came of our past. But that is where the bar needs to start at this that's point. That's true. That movie exists, and that movie is part of so the zeitgeist. And it's iconic. Good. So if you can't at least get me to that level, then you're you're not delivering. You've got to either bring me something new that's going to change my perceptive perceptions of what this fight scene is, or you have to throw me a fucking bone, like you know, here's here's Van Dam or Seagal or somebody in this role that you weren't expecting and didn't know it was them the whole time, and now it's like shit. I get to see some Van Damage. Beautiful. But, but that's not what we got. We just got a, a bullshit reasoning to have a fight between the two male leads, essentially, and then have the whole thing not matter because, Brooke, of course, she isn't dead. She's fucking a zombie at that point. Right, right. She's a zombie witch, which is still, to me, way cooler. Well, I, I, hope, uh, I hope she comes back in the TV show as a she zombie witch. To. Yeah. No, Both of but, those characters are supposed to come back. Do we? And I don't recall. That was a lot of beers ago. But is it uh, before or after the movie is the TV show? Uh, I believe it's either concurrent and becomes to a point where it's after. Okay. Uh, or it's or it's just after. But they haven't said a lot. I mean, other than that preview that we've seen, and when we watched the preview before, we obviously hadn't seen the movie yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, there hasn't been an announcement since then, and that was back in. May, so it's not even that long ago. There hasn't been an announcement that I know of saying when this is going to show up on TV, where it's going to show up for any of those things. But I feel even better about the TV show now, having seen the movie. Mm-hmm. And I agree. I, I guess the movie did well enough that people are excited for the the show, and the show looks fun. The show looks really great. What about zombies as fuel? That was that. Then uh, I'm glad you mentioned that because I kind of forgot. But that was really interesting to me because that was like I thought it was weird that gasoline just stopped being combustible, but all of a sudden zombies are. I I kept seeing the zombies and I kept seeing their breath uh, from the moment I think of of when the daughter turned 
uh, and then his wife. I kept mm-hmm. seeing the breath, and I'm like, what is the significance? Of, are they hot, and the breath is so hot that it's causing steam, <clears throat> or are they cold, and it's so cold that it's causing this? See, I it thought... didn't occur to me until they showed that that it was going to be a methane-type thing. I thought that the, the showing of the breath was just a significance of it being like that's a way to turn is by inhaling the breath yeah i didn't think it any had ever had anything to do with any for or any sort of like methane fuel or gas or anything yeah and the the idea that it works at night uh versus the day and the gasoline and and kerosene and everything else just stop working yeah that's at a certain fucking point. weird so hopefully in that the, was weird Hopefully in the show they explain what did is there something happening in the earth? There has uh, to be like maybe a this real... whole thing is just on the fucking Democrats' agenda, and it's some bullshit film put out by Al Gore. I don't know. It's probably a I dream. Really <laughs> yeah, it's probably. That's my guess. It's fucking stupid. <laughs> Think of the penguins. Um. Well, the the other thing I wanted to say is. This week, the series Blood Drive started on Sci-Fi Network. Don't ruin anything. We talked about. I need to watch. Yeah, that. we talked about it a couple weeks ago. Uh, which is, it's a Grindhouse series, and I, I watched the the premiere after I watched this. What we did know about the the series is that the cars run on blood. Uh, that's that's essentially what the thing's about: is that the cars run on blood. And I'm like, oh, and and I'm watching this movie where the cars run on zombie. Mm -hmm. So it's in that regard, it's similar. uh, Still very different, different in execution. And I I like the first episode of Blood Drive, although I will say that in typical fashion of Grindhouse movies, at least modern Grindhouse movies, it feels too familiar and like it's trying too hard. I need, but that's my complaint about all of them. I need a car that runs on boners. Yeah. Uh, then I'd never get anywhere. Oh, I'd get very far. <laughs> very far. Get it? Because I, I have a lot of boners. Too. I do. Just I do know that. Nonstop boners. It was it was not exactly surprised when you hugged me. Uh, <laughs> but it was still. How as else was I supposed to let you know that I love you without stabbing you in the stomach with my boner? <laughs> I wouldn't say stabbing, lightly grazing. <laughs> lightly grazing. It was, uh, yeah, I poked. Like I just, a foal. Just wanted you to know I was there. Yep. Uh, yeah. Th- let's see. I there was the character Benny was was sweet and was kind of our introduction to the movie. And and it it was bittersweet to lose him, but he went out a hero of the film. He got kind of annoyed, uh, the other, in my opinion. A little bit, but he was also the part like when I when I started the movie up, and I had two fans going in my room because it was 110 degrees. Like seriously, people, if they saw my cats in my house, they would have broken the window and take them out like it was a fucking truck sitting in the sunlight because that's how hot it was in here. Um, I. I had the fans going so I could I had to keep turning up the volume to hear what people were saying and then to have the accent on top of that it's like I just started thinking maybe I should turn on subtitles for this I hated how loud like so the the talking was super quiet and then all the action was insanely loud that yeah. bothers the shit out of me in movies that that has just gotten worse and worse over the last few years it's like if you don't have surround sound it's really hard to fine tune sound from movies these days to hear what people are saying without then getting blown out of your fucking seat like the Maxwell tape guy mm-hmm. uh, because of the music and the ambient noise and shit. And I'm so tired Figure of it. Figure it out. It's like, this Sorry, I didn't mean to talk about it. rather just watch a cam shot of Wonder Woman, you dicks. Uh, not that I have. Wow. But I would if it fixed that. Wow. Um, I don't know what else to say about this. We usually talk about the fact that the plot is not well explained. Do you feel like we needed to know more than what they gave us in this? Can we get a consideration as to what maybe caused this to happen? And they related to the Wormwood quote from the Bible. Well, I think I can overlook the fact that it wasn't very well explained based solely on there being a TV show that's about to come out. 
Yeah. And they do explain, like, after we get the whole Wormwood thing, they actually give us the scientific explanation that the people who have A negative blood are not affected by the infection yeah. the way that other people are, uh, which was an interesting take. I, I don't know why specifically it was A negative, but that was as legitimate choice as anything else. Maybe because usually it's people with O, o blood that are special. Right. Exactly. It's like, we're fucking tired of you people. Yeah. Uh, and maybe I'm just bitter because I'm a positive. I don't know. I don't even know what kind I, I have. Red. I have red blood. <laughs> I I think it's mostly uh, it's mostly hops at this point. Most likely. Yeast and hops. Yeah, yeasty beastie inside me. Sorry. The the unspoken who are they of the, the military guys. We do get a good speech from the captain at the end of like, look, you think this is about you and your sister and everything else. This is so much fucking bigger. We're talking about trying to save the entire race. It gives the the antagonists more of a reasoning and, and you almost have not necessarily sympathy for them, but you understand and respect their motivations a little bit more mm-hmm. with that speech. And that part of it, I appreciated that scene for, if not the fight so much. I, I get it. Is if, if the shit like this went down, if there was a plague that was driving across humanity, do people need to be sacrificed? Do places need to be cut off? Do we have to create a no man's land? Do we have to wipe out and cull a certain amount of the population because they might have bred infection there and you need to stop it before it gets everybody else. So those are, that's why I could never go into politics is I can't make those kinds of hard decisions. Uh, but isn't, isn't usually, bias. isn't it usually that you sacrifice the few for the greater good of the many? Yeah. But that was said by some fucking guy who died in one movie and came back in the next one. So fuck you Spock. Uh, just... I didn't even, I didn't know that that was a Star Trek reference, but okay. Needs of the many outweigh the needs of the one. See? Uh, it, I no, I, that's exactly right. It, it's it's again. That's why we put people into leadership that we're supposed to be able to trust for something. In that case, uh, you see it in in a lot of things in the Avengers. It's like, hey, we're gonna have to bomb New York because that's where all the aliens are coming through. We're gonna have to nuke the place. Yeah, but there's millions and millions of people there. Uh, right, but they look at the surrounding area outside of it. There's a lot more that we have to protect. So we got to do this. Uh, but when you're that person and it's you and your last living relative and you've already lost your wife and your daughter and, you know, the one person who was helping you survive and you're trying to keep yourself and your sister alive, do you give a shit? It's like, yeah, fuck the rest of humanity. I got to take care of my own. I get, I get the motivations from that too. It's very selfish of you. Yeah, I know. It's okay, but I don't, it, someone's gonna fucking bring me my C. Is all I'm talking about. <laughs> oh boy, um, I've said my piece. Do you have anything else you want to cover on this? Otherwise, we can do you know what. Uh, let's go to the cave. Let's go to the Fab Cave. <laughs> and uh, I feel like it, you know Adam West passed away. This one's for you. That's true. We relate your seminal work to semen see yeah all those hard hard hours you spent forming batman as a cultural icon and uh i just turned it into a masturbation joke um if you're not familiar the fab scale is a three-tiered masturbatorial scale of awesomeness in which we uh, discuss the feature the attention and the panic of the movie on a zero to five scale um since we don't have a guest Corey gets to go first but uh the feature is the story how was your story did you find it interesting how was the acting zero to five scale of wormwood how would you rate this one i will say that the story wasn't exactly original but it was still interesting it certainly was told well that i i it kept my attention the whole time through Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the acting was better than i probably would have expected for both the style of film and for the fact that I didn't know anybody that was in it, uh, I'm going to give it a four. Wow, that's pretty generous. I give it a three. Um, it was it was a good story, nothing new, but it was uh, enough to uh, keep me happy. Uh, next up, we have the attention. Uh, would you purchase this movie? Would you recommend it to your friends? I would say if you haven't seen it before, 
uh, see, I, I think it's on Netflix streaming. It's certainly, we've got our affiliate link up if you want to click through and rent it from Amazon. Uh, it helps the network out. Watch it the first time. See if it's the kind of a zombie movie and the kind of zombies that you would like. I will say that the the first zombie that attacks Brooke in the garage wearing the kind of Day of the Dead makeup, the Sugar Skull-esque mm-hmm. stuff, that was just cool to see itself. Uh, I think that's that's one of those things that's going to appeal to people as a scene. Uh, give it a give it a shot first. But I have a feeling that if you watch it once, you'll probably at least eventually want to see it again. It'll go into your your list of films that you could rewatch this. And for me, I would say it's a rewatch. Uh, I give it a three point five. Um, I give it a three. Because I'd probably watch it again. Well, it's holding your attention as the movie itself, but isn't it also holding your attention for the upcoming TV series? That's very true. I'd be curious to see how I would have felt had I not known that there was a TV show happening. Um, But either way, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Last up, we have The Panic. Uh, The effects. Were you surprised? Did you potentially shit your pants? The effects were were good. The the makeup, the everything they did in it was was completely solid, but it wasn't anything new. It 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 was a lot of people wearing contacts. Like I said earlier, the the biggest change that was unexpected to me and took some explanation, uh, which I'm not sure how well it worked or not, but was was at least interesting. Was the the fumes coming off of their mouths. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was something that was different, and and I like that. But otherwise, I'm I'm just going to give it a three. I think it was, it was a solid effort in a well worn genre that that continues to give us what we expect, but didn't break any ground. Yeah, for a number of the same reasons, I gave it a two. Um, it was good, but it wasn't wasn't anything spectacular. Um, so, uh, yeah. So you can contact us by leaving us a voicemail at 805-328-3966. You can email us at pot at gncasts.com. You can leave us a message on our website as well. You can follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Podcast Terror. And you can subscribe to the podcast via iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or any of your favorite podcasters. Please leave us feedback. No one ever leaves us feedback. Makes me real sad. Uh, all subscription options and links can be found at gncast.com slash subscribe and you can follow the entire network of podcasts in which we do this for on Facebook under the Galactic Network. Corey, where can the people find you? Uh, people can find the comics that I help publish at donutscomics.com. People can find my wife's art, which is uh, also hideous, but I do think maybe breaks a little bit more ground. Uh, on Instagram, she is hag underscore attack. Or you can go to arthag.com. Well, that's very true. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram and untapped at Matt the Lifeguard. That is going to do it for another episode of the podcast here. Thank you guys very much for listening, and we will talk to you next week. Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! No, it's... What is that exactly? You know, Superman is an extraterrestrial, so you may hear us talk about him on the Alien Invasion podcast. Hey, it's Dave Nelson inviting you to join myself, Brad Ludwig, and Anessa Moyens for our weekly discussion about all things not of this Earth, whether they be gray or green creatures from fiction, the latest stories from the world of science regarding the real possibility of life out there somewhere, or the claim from somebody saying they're already among us. We'll talk about it. You'll hear three stories from the week's news, a featured sighting, and our entertainment picks or warnings rated on a scale of one to five flying saucers, of course. All of it and more every week on the Alien Invasion podcast, part of the Galactic Netcast network of shows. Find us at gncasts.com aliens or wherever you subscribe to podcasts. Next week on the Podcast of Terror. Next week, we're going to cover a movie that I love, Corey's never seen. It's that goddamn Duke again. That's an inside joke. Baba Duke. I'm going to do the Baba Duke, Duke, Duke.
If you've never seen the yeah, Babadook, since watch he's the Babadook. Blowing up all over as as a gay icon. <laughs> That's true. We wanted to we wanted to sneak him in. Uh, phrasing the back door as in in the tail end of oh uh, Gay Pride Month. Yep, uh, because we want to celebrate with our gay pride friends, and it also is a good reason for me to finally get to see the Babadook. Yep, exactly. So for the last uh, last well week of June, we're going to be doing Gay Pride Babadook. Because this is a Babadook Duke Duke. And he likes to put his wiener in your Duke 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 hole. Thank you very much for listening to another episode of the podcast. Terrible we'll talk to you guys next week. Stay scary, buddy, and guard your hole. This has been a Galactic Network podcast. For more, go to GNCast.com. That's G-N-C-A-S-T-S dot com.